Welcome to Arson, a magical audio drama storytelling experience. Arson contains swearing, allusions to sexual themes, as well as themes of violence. Thank you and enjoy this episode of Arson. They would have told us. They didn't tell us they were royal. Why would they tell us about this? Kaelin, they knew that association with Unseelie meant death. They couldn't tell us. Actually, I think they did, kind of. Uh, Mission log 302. All attempts to find the Unseelie have proven unsuccessful. They've spent so long hiding from us and what we think of them, that they have learned to evade us entirely. They won't be found until they want to be. Violet and I have often wondered about this new generation of Unseelie, if they share similar values to their ancestors. We're not sure. But we intend to find out. I think they did find out. But they couldn't share their findings. But the murders. The rebel group from Ohio. As I've told orally already, the actions of one do not reflect the will of the many. There was no rebel group, just the one. Kaelin, what does this mean? Let me think. Can I please shoot this fool now? Just give me a minute to think, okay? This development could change everything we've ever known about Lafresia, Kaelin. Everybody just stop. Give me a minute to think. You should go talk to him, Ellie. (laughs) You seem to have a gift for calming him down. I don't know. He was pretty clear that he needed a minute. Yeah, well, it's also pretty clear that he's in love with you, so I don't think he'd mind. Um, what? Shelby... Now is not the time to share observations. What? It's not like he's hiding it. Still not the time or place, Shelby. Whatever. I'm over this drama. Ellie, go talk to Kaelin. He won't be mad, I promise. Um, okay. I'll be right back. Shelby, please don't kill the Unseelie. No promises. We'll keep him safe. Kaylin, are you okay? Orally, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to snap like that, I just... I thought I lost you back there, on the subway. And then, we chased him and we couldn't find you. I couldn't find you. I never wanted to hurt someone as bad as I wanted to hurt him when I saw him standing so close to you. I kind of lost my head, I just... Orly, I don't know what I would have done if we didn't- I'm okay, Kaylin. You found me. I'm safe. I know. We need to go with him. I know. What? No fighting back? 
I mean, I usually have to push a few more times to convince you. Yeah, well, this time I know you're right. It's not a trap, Kaelin. I... I feel it. And right now, that's enough for me. Something on your mind? You linked with me back there. I did. So, we have a... What'd you call it? A significant connection? I, uh... I guess so. I saw the fear in your eyes and I... I had to speak to you. I'm so sorry that we got separated. I... I, I shouldn't have taken us down there. I knew it was going to be busy. We did exactly what we were intending to do, Orly. We let the Unseelie find us. Not exactly what we thought we'd get when they found us, though, right? No. No, it's not. So, have you had enough time to think? No. But we should go anyway. So, Kaylin, what's the plan here? We'll go with you, Unseelie. You're shitting me. Is that the wisest choice here? Yes, it is, Dominic. You want to find the truth? They have it. So we go and get it. Shelby, make sure he's telling the truth. Gladly. Unseelie, you are going to answer my question honestly, okay? I will answer your question honestly. Are you telling the truth? You mean no harm to Orly. I mean no harm to Orly. What I have said is the truth. Looks like it's true, Cap. Okay, then. Neat trick, darling. Bite me. So we're going. Yes. Glad to hear you all came to your senses. Make no mistake, Unseelie. If we even sense so much as any traps or tricks, we will kill you where you stand. Do you hear me? Wouldn't have it any other way, buddy. We're seriously doing this. Yes. Going with him. To the Unseelie's den. We have to. I hope you're right about this, Kaelin. Me too, Nix. Right then. Let's go. Where do we go? That's for me to know. And us to never find out. Right. No. I was going to say, that's for me to know and you to be shocked by. Don't judge a book by its cover, darling. You've got to read it first. Call me darling again and you won't have eyes left to read anything. Come, come. We have a stop first. No. No stops. I told my friend I'd grab him on our way home. He's been up here for a while, keeping an eye out for you, Orly. We can't leave him here. The hell we can't. He comes with us. You'll still outnumber us. How do Unseelie blend in with the humans? I mean, with your eyes and your scars. Ah, noticed those, did you? (laughs) They make these things called colored contacts. And recent generations of Unseelie don't have as many scars. Mine are on my arms and torso, but left my perfect face alone. Flax has got him bad all over and up on his face, but the new guys have him on, like, their forearms or their hands. Places we can hide pretty easily. You've adapted? Not adapted. The scars were the product of your precious King Easton. 
banishing us to Earth without inhalators for no reason. We weren't equipped to survive, and each generation the damage gets weaker. He was angry that we didn't want to follow him like lost little sheep. The king had perfect reason to want to send you away. You were spewing hate about his reign, and you attacked castle guards and the king on that day. It was your own evil ways that marred you. Where'd you learn all that? It's in every book I've ever read on the subject. And those books were written by? Top Lafrisian scholars and historians. Lafrisian. What? History is written by the victors, Dominic. How did you know my name? You're not the only one who does research. Where is this friend of yours? Right up ahead. Caleb, we're close to- I know. And voila. Give me a minute and I'll go inside and get him. What are we doing here? This is where my friend has been hiding. This is our building. How did you know? We're good at what we do, Orly. About damn time. <laughs> I'm tired of wearing this tie. Colton? You, you're a- An unseely. How? You see, when a mommy unseely and a daddy unseely fall in love- Gregor, enough. I didn't want to lie to you, but I was under orders to watch and not engage. <laughs> you still engaged quite a bit, though. Shut up, Gregor. But you didn't see us when we were shielded. Of course I did. It's called acting. <laughs> you. I am not your enemy, Dominic. I promise. All right, lovebirds. Let's get to the camp. Gregor and Colton led the guard through the city a few blocks. The crowds had begun to slightly dwindle. Kalen stood at the back of the group, his jaw tight as they turned into an alley. What's this? Well, we can't all have our gates and fairy bridges and hundred-year-old oak trees. Yeah, our gates are more like dumpsters and graffiti-covered walls. Great. Right this way. So, Dominic, I hear you're well-versed with portals. Would you like to do the honors? Me? But why? Can't you do that? We can. But we figured you'd want to control it, if you could. No funny business here. Captain? Okay, Dom. You can do it. Dominic began rolling his sleeves as he approached the brick wall in front of them. He glanced back towards Kalen, who gave him a slight nod. Closing his eyes, Dominic placed his palms flat on the wall. Down we go. The wall began emitting a bright red light under Dominic's hands and the light spread until the wall caved in on itself, vanishing in the bright illumination. Kalen grabbed Orly's hand and gave it a squeeze. Shelly and Nyx took tentative steps to the edge of the portal. They each took deep, steadying breaths and followed Colton and Gregor into the light. Oh, I really do not like that. Ah, home. I've missed you. Welcome to Beneath. Orly glanced around her. It seemed that they were inside a large cavern of earth. The ceiling of dirt was dotted with chandeliers of emerald fire. There were several smaller cave passages that led in different directions from the room they were in. So, this is the beneath? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the portal room. 
Colton and Gregor led the group down one of the nearest passages. They walked for a few hundred yards. The passage was lit by the occasional torch of the same unseely fire. Orly felt Kaelin's bald fist brush hers a few times. She watched him out of the corner of her eye and saw just how tense he was. His eyes darted around from side to side, behind them, above them. His mind was running a million miles a minute. We're okay, Kaelin. Kaelin nodded slightly in her direction, but did not respond. Just ahead, the passage ended at a large dome the size of nearly ten football fields, Orly estimated. The ceiling of Earth stood taller than many skyscrapers in her beloved New York City, and it was also decorated with the same large chandeliers of light. Below them on the ground of the cavern stood thousands of buildings, winding streets through a bustling town. This is the Beneath. How is this possible? We thought most of you died out. No, but we just got tired of dealing with the scouts Lafrigia kept sending, so we don't leave unless we have to. You thought we died out. We just found our own world. We can see that. How many of you are there? Ah, uh, geez. Uh, you know we missed our last senses, but thousands, at least. You have your own world. And we suddenly became very outnumbered. It's okay, Kaylin. I promise. She's right, you know. We're not going to hurt you. Flax needs to see you. As far as we're concerned, you are his personal guest. That's the truth. Or he thinks it's the truth, at least. Are we going to meet him? Actually, he's coming to meet you. Shit! Oh my god. Flax Rathmore. That's me. Standing behind the guard was a tall gentleman with broad shoulders and unsettling deep red eyes. His long black mane was slicked back behind his ears. His bare torso was decorated with deep pink and purple scars that spanned down his arms to his hands and up his neck and covered the entire right side of his face. He wore a deep red sleeveless cloak that hung open in the front and landed just above his knees. His legs covered in dark pants and his eyes were scanning Orly. He smiled and bowed his head slightly. Orly, lovely to see you again. Flax. Or should I say Mazus? Ah, yes, my middle name. When I introduced myself to you on the phone, I wasn't sure how much your parents had told you. I figured I should play it safe. So, are you a police officer all the time, or just when you're stalking me? <laughs> The guise of law enforcement gives one a lot of connections in the mortal plane. This one here tells me that you have proof that you're not the one who killed my parents. Depends on how much evidence qualifies as proof to you. That's a pretty bullshit answer. Agreed. But it's the answer I have. Come with me. We will find a more private place to talk. While the unseely here are non-violent, they take time to warm up to Lafrisians like yourself. How long have you had this place? At least the last 50 Earth years. Do you have a book of your history here? Of course we do. You're welcome to read it. Gregor and Colton can show you when we have finished our discussion. I can find it myself, actually. If you'd let me. What do you mean? Dominic closed his eyes and muttered a spell under his breath. A few moments passed, and suddenly a book came whizzing through the air from the city below and landed in Dominic's hands. <laughs> my, my. You are all quite gifted, aren't you? 
please, keep that copy. It's refreshing to hear of a Lafrisian who wants to hear our side. Flax led the group into a smaller, abandoned-looking building on the outskirts of town. Inside, a small, framed unsealie sat on the desk in the center of the room. Ray? Ellie! Wait! Don't come any closer. Ellie, I'm so sorry I never told you the truth. It wasn't safe for anyone to know what I was. Well, except for your parents. How did that even happen, Ray? I mean, how did my parents go to Earth to kill Unseelie and end up living next door to one? We were actually hunting the same Unseelie. Excuse me? You were hunting your own kind? You do the same. The Guard governs the citizens of Afrasia. My organization governs the Unseelie. So you were hunting a criminal? I was. But your parents found him first. After a tense standoff and a long conversation, they... Well, they believed me and let me go. I brought the criminal back here to the Beneath for proper punishment. They let you go? They were good judges of character. They knew I wasn't like the rogue. They trusted me. But the Sharp sent letters after they found and killed ten different Unseelie assassins. Your parents never killed anyone. They helped me govern the rogues. Any Unseelie that committed crimes against mortals. I was always in charge of punishment. But they couldn't exactly write that in their letters to Lafrisia. So how did you end up living next door? Well, Lax needed a man on the ground on Earth to keep watch of our gates and ensure that no other rogues caused mortals havoc. Luke and Violetta were part of my team. We worked together. Your parents eventually became our friends, Orly. How? You'll have to excuse us, Mr. Rathmore. But we are still wary of the Unseelie. Especially the original Unseelie. We had thought you had died. I mean, no one had heard a word of you since... Since your King Easton banished us? Well... We chose not to follow his rule, and he chose not to let us live a free life. We were a threat to his reign. So he tried to eliminate us. That doesn't sound like Easton. He sent you away because of the crimes you committed in Lafrisia. Of course it doesn't sound like him to you. He has a carefully crafted facade. And his two sons were not much different. What do you know of the king's sons? I know that the younger one has taken the throne now. Arson, I believe. And the one who seemed like he had any actual sense disappeared before he could do anyone any good, leaving the kingdom to ruin. I'm sure that wasn't his intention. Intention does not mean a thing in reality. Easton was a tough ruler, but his son Arson is a just ruler and will do a wonderful job as the new leader. Will he open the gates for us to return to Lafrisia? The people of Lafrisia won't allow it. They're afraid of what you've done. And what is it that you think we've done? The fires in town, the attack on the castle, the assassination of Easton. We did not kill your precious king. What do you mean? We rejected the throne, so we were enemies of the kingdom. Easton informed us of his plan to banish us long before the fires in town began. So you did not cause the fires? I didn't say that. So what are you saying? We were branded the villains, so we became them. 
Easton would not have made such a declaration without just cause. Oh, he had just cause. He knew we could dethrone him. We were powerful, fire-harnessing Fay, And our numbers grew every day with other citizens who were fed up with his reign of terror and oppression. He sent word of his declaration, so we set a few fires to send him a message as well. Did you kill my father? No matter what your history books say, we never set foot in the castle that night. And we did not kill Easton. We were halfway through the portal to Earth by then. I can't believe Easton would banish you like that. Luke, do you think Arson knew about this? No. My brother is an honorable man. He wouldn't be a part of this. Brother? I, I didn't... You are the lost son, aren't you? I... I am. Please, do not tell a soul. Why did you disappear? My father told me I had to choose between the throne and love. Arson helped Violetta and I hide so we could live a normal, peaceful life together. Ah, but then when you heard of his passing, why did you not return to take your rightful place? You have to understand, my father was a ruthless man. He wanted so much from me, and most times I wasn't able to give him what he required. My brother was so much more suited for that line of work. A shame. Lafrisia could have benefited from a ruler such as yourself. And maybe one day it will. But for now, we stay here. We will help you stay hidden from any Lafrasian guards. Your new world is safe with us. Thank you, Your Majesty. But I do ask one thing in return. Anything. If you're not the one who killed my father, please, help me find out who did. You knew about who my father was? Yes, I did. The hell? You didn't tell me? Well, that's because you can't keep a secret. Can too. You ruined Ripley's surprise party last year. How was I supposed to know it was a secret? Because that's what surprise means! So, you had nothing to do with King Easton's assassination? Of course we didn't. We wanted him dethroned, not killed. We wanted the end of the monarchy, but we wanted it legally. We were on our way out of Lafrisia. Easton had guards leading us away at the time of the murder. There were guards escorting you at the time. You have an alibi. Yeah, why didn't the guards speak up about it? Apparently the guards that were escorting the Unseelie out are also the ones that were found dead in the castle later that same day. Dead men tell no alibi. We were framed then, and it's happening again now. My parents. We would never hurt them. They kept you safe? They would send altered reports back to the guard. They helped Ray govern Unseelie, and just like every race, We are bound to have a few criminals. When they caught one, they told you in their letters. But what they didn't tell you was that we were in charge of their punishment. Over the years, they came to trust us, and us them. We were all incredibly saddened to hear of their passing. Why did you come to question me about them? I needed to know what you knew. If they told you, or if you didn't believe. If you knew anything about who might have done this, and why they framed us. We didn't burn your house, Orly. We loved your parents. I made a promise to your father to 
find out who killed his father all those years ago. Today I make the same promise to you. This time, I intend to keep it. Thank you for listening. Today's episode was written by Nicole Tuttle and edited by Mariah Clausen and featured the vocal talents of Nicole Tuttle, Michael Porteous, Emily Buza, Ace Corsaira, Wes Haas, Mike Crawford, Mariah Clausen, Griffin Coldiron, Zachary Robb, and Liza Holmes. This episode was edited by Brad Colbrook, Mariah Clausen, and Griffin Coldiron and featured the music of John Bartman. And I'm Sophia Derisi. Want to stay up to date on all things the Lafrisian Chronicles arson? Follow our social media for more information about upcoming episodes at Lafrisia Audio on Twitter. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to our show on your favorite podcasting site and leave a review. Until next time, listeners. <laughs>